And a very good day to you. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. And this week we continue with the series, The Dwelling Place. And you might remember from last week's program that we finished off with John chapter 15 and we went up through verse 18. So today I wanted to start out by recapping just the last three of those verses. So this is out of the Amplified Classic Edition of the Word of God. And this is John chapter 15. And remember that John chapter 15, you will know it as the chapter where John writes that Jesus says, I am the true vine and you are the branches. This is the vine and branch chapter. It's about abiding in the Lord, dwelling with him, knowing him, getting to know him more, having the word inside of us, the word of God, those holy scriptures. Amen. But it's even more than that. We're going to break it down a little bit because in verse 16, it talks about bearing fruit. And we started to talk about this last week, but we wanted to continue this week and see what is this fruit and how do we bear it? And Jesus wants us to bear fruit and bear an abundance of it. And if we abide in the Lord and dwell in him, That means we are the branch that is connected to him who is the true vine, and we cannot do anything without him because a branch that's not connected to the vine cannot survive. It withers and is thrown away by the vine dresser into the fire. And so shall it be for us if we do not bear abundant fruit, if we are not serving our purpose, amen, and doing what the Lord said, his commandments, his instructions, If we love the Lord, we should be doing what he asked us to do. That's true love, laying our life down and not wanting to do what we want to do, but wanting to do what Jesus has commanded us to do as believers. And the end result is when you start doing the Lord's work and you are going about your father's business, your heavenly father's business, you will enjoy what you do because doing the Lord's work is enjoyable. And not saying it's not difficult sometimes, but it is joyful and enjoyable. It can be, and it's supposed to be, because you get to see people being set free by the power of the Holy Spirit, seeing people healed. You see people get delivered from demonic oppression. You see people get completely saved and give their life unto the Lord. But you get to see that because you bear fruit. You're bearing the power of the Lord in you. You're bearing the love of the Lord. You're bearing the patience of the Lord. Amen. So we're going to see what this bearing of the fruit is that Jesus wants us to do. So John chapter 15, verse 16, where Jesus is saying, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I have appointed you. I have planted you that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing, and that your fruit may be lasting, that it may remain, abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, as presenting all that I am, he may give it to you. So let's look at this verse here. We realize now that we didn't choose the Lord first. He chose us. Amen. But we also see that the Lord has chosen us and appointed us. He has appointed his children. He wants us to be grown-up sons and daughters 
of Him, of our Heavenly Father, and realized who we are in His Son, Christ Jesus, and now we are able to be planted in Christ. Amen. We are planted in Him. We are appointed. Verse 16 says that you might go. So first of all, might is not an assured because we are not robots and God is not controlling us because we have a free will and we had a free will before we were born again and we still have a free will today having now been born again. The difference is that the Lord would expect us to do his will and not our own. Amen. Like Jesus said, I came to do the will of him who sent me. Well, the him who sent me was his father, the great Jehovah, Elohim. So we want to align our will with the will of the father. And if you love your father, you would want to do what he would want you to do. You would want to do things that make him happy, to please him, to bring him honor and glory because then it gives him the glory, but in turn, it brings you joy because you're going about doing good for others, but you're also doing your creator's will. Amen. You're going about and you're actually serving the Lord's purpose on the earth, and he's able to work through you mightily to the degree that you allow him to and believe that he can. Very important. The only difference is we get to choose when the Lord can use us. We're not waiting on the Lord. The Lord is wanting to use us every moment of the day. The question is, will we allow him? Because the Lord loves the world, he loves creation, the creation he created. He so loved the world, he so loves you, that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that you wouldn't perish but have eternal life. He loves everyone he created, even those who sin against him. We've all sinned against the Lord. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, the Bible says. And so when you realize how much the Lord loves his creation, you can understand that he would always want to help them. And a lot of the time, he set it up so that he works through his believers, his followers, his sons and daughters to do his will upon the earth, just like he worked through Jesus. Because even Jesus said, it is the works of the Father through me. It is the works of my Father. So it wasn't even the works of Jesus as Jesus was walking about the earth. It was the works of the Father on display. So understand how much God loves his creation. He wants to use you. He wants you to bear fruit. And that is why he has appointed you and planted you. Interesting how the Amplified Classic Edition shows the word planted. And you could say that you are a planted branch into the true vine. That is indeed if you are abiding in the Lord. If you are truly seeking him continually and having this relationship with the Lord Jesus and the Father. Amen. You are connected to the true vine, which is Christ and you are able to do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And that strength comes from being planted into the true vine of the power of God. And this is not sap in a tree or a a vine that we're talking about now. This is the power of the Holy Spirit within you because you are now connected with the Lord and he has appointed you and planted you that you might go. 
and bear fruit and keep on bearing. So again, you might go. God is hoping that you will go. But God does not say here that you will go, that you will absolutely go. No, it says that you might go and bear fruit. So it's up to us whether we turn that might into, yes, I'm going. And so that we might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing. So remember the earlier part of John chapter 15, where the branch was already connected to the true vine, but then it stopped bearing. The branches that are not bearing fruit are done away with. They are cut off and thrown into the fire. And we saw over the last couple of weeks, that fire is literally hell, where we shall go if we are not connected with Jesus, if we do not abide with him, if we do not call him Lord in our life, if we do not position him as such, and we do not do his commandments. Jesus told Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. Well, feeding the Lord's sheep could be praying for them, teaching them the word, casting out demons. Amen. It could be anything of of a ministry of reconciliation that the New Testament tells us that the Lord has given us to pursue and to function in. We are to function on the earth as sons and daughters of the Most High God and to function in the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation is threefold. It's body, soul, and spirit. If we reconcile our spirit to the Lord, that means a person who is not born again, if they have their spirit reconciled to the Lord, that means that they get a new spirit. They become born again. Their spirit is regenerated. They are brand new in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. And that spirit in them is brand new. And it is now one spirit with the Lord. But that is the spirit reconciled back to God, which means it matches what it would look like if that person was in heaven. So it matches. It didn't match before. It was unreconciled when they were walking in the world lost, a lost soul. And there's so many people in that situation. That's why we need to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth, to all creation and all creatures. Amen. So that's the first one. The second part of reconciliation, the second item is the soul. You have a soul, amen, mind, will, and emotions. And so to reconcile your soul, you are delivered from things that are oppressing you and things of that nature. You may have a deep heartache from a loss of a loved one. The Lord is there to comfort you, but others can come alongside and pray for you and pray for the peace of the Lord to be with you and for them to pray that the Lord would help you through the mourning and grieving period. That is your heart being reconciled back to God. It's being delivered of, of your heartache and being at peace and in, in joy with the Lord. And then finally, it's the body. And the reconciliation of your body is simply to be healed of all sickness and disease so that your body would be completely healed, walking in divine health, which is the Lord's will for all of us all the time because he went to the whipping post, Jesus did, in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. And by his scourging, we are healed. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it says that by whose stripes we were healed. So we were healed. If you're not healed today, you are. The Bible says you were, amen, you were 
Therefore, we speak life into your body completely from head to toe so that your body would be reconciled back to the way it should be if it was in heaven. Amen. So that on the earth, you can walk as though you're in heaven with a completely healed body. Amen. Completely healed of all sickness and disease. That's the ministry of reconciliation that the Lord wants believers to walk in and to carry out as we come across a person that needs a ministry of reconciliation in any one of those three areas, spirit, soul, and body. We have the confidence in the knowledge of the love of the Lord and his nature and character that we can allow the Lord to flow out of us in speech, in love, in prayer, in encouragement, in peace and joy. And that other person will sense the Lord's presence around them and within them as you host the Lord's presence, as you represent the Lord to them. They will know the Lord is there. They will sense a peace. You might have to explain to them that that is the peace of the Lord Jesus that he is bestowing upon them, that he's providing for them right now, especially because he wants to show them that he loves them. And a lot of the time, you will have people come to the Lord when they sense peace and they sense their depression lift because you have been obedient and you have prayed for them and you are carrying out for them the ministry of reconciliation. So ministry of reconciliation is a form of bearing fruit. It's an example of bearing fruit and an abundance of fruit when you are doing these things for these people that need the Lord and need help in their lives. But it does say that we must keep on bearing, not just to bear fruit for a season, but to keep on bearing. Jesus doesn't provide healing for a season. He is all year round, 365 days, 366 on a leap year. There is not a millisecond that the Lord's power and his goodness and his grace is not at hand, literally at hand. When you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover night or day, whatever time zone you're in. And I know this sounds peculiar, but the Lord is always on. His power is always on. We get to sleep for part of the day, part of the night, but he's always on. And wherever someone's faith is believing that the Lord can flow through them and out of them, they will see that in action. We must keep on bearing, keep on allowing the Lord to work through us. But we said we were going to talk a little bit more about this fruit. So as we continue verse 16, it says, And that your fruit may be lasting, that it may remain and abide. So that means that you may pray for someone and it will have a lasting effect. They will experience the Lord's healing or they will experience peace or they'll experience deliverance from a demon or something like that. And it will be lasting. Your fruit needs to be lasting. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, Jesus says, as presenting all that I am, he may give it to you. So we see here the words, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, as presenting all that I am, he may give it to you. So you can ask the Father anything you want. And if it's something that you would expect the Lord to want to provide to the person or people in front of you, and you have faith that you will receive that because it would be something the Lord would give them if he was physically there with you. Of course, he's within you by the Spirit. But if he was there physically with you and he 
had something in his pocket, he would give it to them. You can believe by faith that you can produce that same thing, and the Lord will flow through you in provision. Because hopefully he can trust that when he blesses you with provision, you will realize it's not all for you. A lot of it may be for some other people that are desperately in need, but the Lord has looked at your heart and he can trust you with a little, and now he can trust you with more because he's seen you diligently bless other people when they are in need, and they may come to you, or you may see someone on the street that really needs help. And that is ministry of reconciliation. It is you helping them in the time of need. Jesus said, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you fed me. So, We are there as Jesus' representative on the earth, Christ in us, the hope of glory. We have to be witnesses upon this earth so that the glory of the Lord and honor of the Lord can be received by the Father, that people shall be saved, be set free, that souls will be completely healed, bodies will be healed, people will be completely born again and pray in tongues and be baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues for the full gospel. Let us not leave out any part of the gospel, especially the blood of Jesus. Amen. We must never forget the blood that he shed on the cross as well as at the whipping post and everywhere else that he shed blood on the way to the cross. It wasn't just at the cross, although that was the critical piece for our sins to be completely washed. Amen. So verse 17, this is what I command you, that you love one another. So there is that familiar verse that ties in with the second greatest commandment. Amen. The first great commandment, of course, Jesus told us is to love the Lord thy God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor doesn't just mean the person next door to you. This means anyone you meet in life to love them as you would want them to love you. Verse 18, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. So we're talking here today about bearing fruit. So predominantly that is mentioned in John chapter 15, verse 16, amongst other places, but that's where we read it from today. And now we're going to go to Galatians chapter 5. And what we will do because of the shortness of time is we'll go straight to the verses that talk about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. This is the fruit that we should bear. And the fruit, in addition to the fruit that we've already spoken about today on the program, to go about doing good, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, just as Jesus did. Jesus said, we shall do the same works and greater because I go to my Father. So therefore, we should be doing Acts chapter 10, verse 38, going about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God is with us. Well, you say, but I can't do the healing. You're absolutely correct. But you go about representing Christ, laying hands on the sick and expecting them to recover, and your faith will allow the Lord to flow through you and out of you by the power of the Holy Spirit into that other person's body and they will be healed. According to your faith, be it unto you, Jesus said. So, we have to believe by faith 
And it is not the Lord deciding whether he will heal the person. He already did, as we told you and explained at the very beginning of the program. God has already healed everyone. It is finished, Jesus said, at the cross. So now we need to just carry out the ministry of reconciliation. But let's here go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23 in the Amplified Classic Edition. And let's see about this fruit that we are to bear. Now, remember that the Holy Spirit is within you as a born-again Christian. Amen. And so what should come out of you is a fruit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit in every action that you apply and that you exhibit in your behavior with other people. So verse 22 in Galatians chapter 5 in the Amplified Classic, it says, But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes, is love joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, and humility, self-control, which is self-restraint and continence. Against such things, there is no law that can bring a charge, meaning there is no law that would stop you from being gentle from being kind or good or faithful or any of these fruits of the Holy Spirit. You can love anyone unlimited amount of time in your life. You can pour out every ounce of your heart to someone, and there is no law against that, according to the Word of God. And of course, because God is love, why would he put a limit on the amount of love we could exhibit or apply or give to someone else? Verse 24. And those who belong to Christ Jesus, the Messiah, have crucified the flesh, the godless human nature, with its passions and appetites and desires. Verse 25, if we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward, walking in line, our conduct controlled by the Spirit. So this is just two or three verses in Galatians chapter 5, and we will expand on some more verses of that same chapter next week. But here we see that we have to be focusing on the Lord and focusing our heart on being led by the Holy Spirit and not waiting for the Holy Spirit to tell us to love someone. It should be supernaturally natural to us. It should be automatic that we go about with the Lord within us Amen. His presence, his presence is actually helping us and promoting us to actually be loving and joyful. Amen. Because it says in verse 22, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes. So his presence within you accomplishes all those great things. So allow the Lord to really do a work in your heart to allow more of the fruit of the Holy Spirit out in your everyday actions. And this will help you minister the ministry of reconciliation to other people. Because if you get to the point where no one truly is an enemy in your sight, because as Jesus said at the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So even your current enemies, you start to look at them in a different light. And you say, I know they did me wrong, but 
I need to forgive them because otherwise the Lord will not be able to forgive me. I just have to realize that maybe they didn't really know that evil was influencing them at the time that they did this thing against me. Lord, let me forgive them because maybe they did not know what they were doing. And you will start to see more and more of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the forgiveness, the love, the kindness, the patience, the the meekness, the all these wonderful, beautiful fruits bearing in abundance from the Holy Spirit out of you to people in front of you. And you will find that life gets a lot easier and simpler when it comes to relationships because perfect love casts out fear. It's almost like love puts out every kind of a problem or any kind of wrath, any kind of argument. It neutralizes any evil. Sometimes instantly, sometimes it takes a while with a lot of prayer. Amen. And we must not give up on people after one prayer. Sometimes we just need to go and battle for their soul, battle for their salvation, and know that they may not know what they do. So that is all the time we have for today. If you need us to pray for you, you can call us at country code 1-407-705-3151. Country code 1-407-705-3151. You can connect with us on our website, which is tog.world. tog.world. Touchofgod.world. And you can also find us on Facebook and YouTube under Touch of God Radio. But in the meantime, until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.